Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Latipedia Jr. and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. I like it. I like it. I like it. We just reached June, man. June has been a great month so far. My lovely daughter just turned five months old officially this past Friday. So it's it's been a good month so far for me. That's what's up, man. And uh, definitely looking forward to coming down, spending time with y'all, man. Seeing how the, seeing how your old flesh and blood looks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a, a surreal a surreal thing. But you know, I I think another good achievement for June that we want to talk about is DC seems like they finally have a good movie on their hands. Wonder Woman released this past weekend. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm just hearing all these great reviews, and it turns out it's like a really big deal because um. Wonder Woman is directed by Patty Jenkins. She is the first female who's ever been tasked with directing a superhero movie, which, I, I mean, I know you could think of how superhero movies there are. Like, it's crazy that no, none of them have been directed by a woman before. So, like, that's an achievement in itself. And this is actually, you know, a character in Wonder Woman who's been around for, like, 76 years. And this is her first ever movie so it's just like a history of uh, monumentalness and, and great accomplishments. I mean, one, DC finally turned out what everyone can sort of universally agree is a, a great movie. And then two, a woman's at the helm of a woman superhero movie. And it, it's, it's crazy because it's getting all the, all the publicity, all the hype. And then, of course, the actors in it are, are saying how they loved working with Patty. And then Miss Gal, Galbit, she's out there playing one of them herself, you know, doing an amazing job. But yeah, pretty big week. For, you know, so far, just, you know, June starting off, right? Most definitely. And, you know, shout out to that happening. It's just one of those things that, um, you know, we got to continue to break these barriers for people to people of, uh, you know, minorities to, you know, get their name out there and do things that were once not available to us in the past. So um, definitely breaking the mold as far as being the first woman to direct a superhero movie. Um, and hopefully, you know, this opens doors for more other uh, women to break into that industry because, you know, when everybody thinks about superhero movies in the past, they're thinking like, you know, the the nerds coming out, the dudes coming out watching their favorite superhero. But, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of females who love the superhero movies nowadays and um, would love to get their hands on it. So, you know, just seeing a, pro, a, pro, a woman in uh, who is directing this this movie will definitely open doors for people who see that 
and they're going to be like, oh, I can do that too. So hopefully in the future we see more of this moon. And it's not a, it's not as big of a news thing. It's more of a, oh, this is just an everyday thing now. Exactly, exactly. Got to keep fighting the good fight, as they say. But alas, we go from one strong woman to another strong woman. Our guest today is the lovely and the very talented Sarah Poulton. She comes on and really just blows us away. She's a fellow podcaster, but I mean, even saying just podcasting is kind of not doing her, you know, justice because she has her hands in so many cookie jars. She's a voice actor. She's an actress. She's also a writer. She's, you know, had her hands in some several screenplays. Like she does a lot of great things that she comes on today and really blesses us with just an insight into her hustle. Yes, yes. Sarah Poulton, she uh, does the Soiled Restroom Cinema podcast. She is a person that's a contributor on there. And then also, but, you know, got us to get her on the podcast was her previous show, um, Answering Machine. Uh, and it was pretty, it's pretty interesting uh, how she came up with that concept. All of her episodes are her friends leaving voicemails uh, to to her. And it's really just kind of an interesting storyline. You can kind of see the development of the characters over the course of the podcast. And, um, you know, she tells us her story about how she started that and then how that podcast opened doors for her to develop her voice acting career. Exactly. She really does. You know, basically she's a nomad for opportunities. Like when one opportunity leads to another opportunity and then she kind of just goes to the floor and whatever, you know, arrives in her her uh, inbox is a new thing to venture on. But yeah, Answer Machine, Answer Machine was such a great, great podcast series. We were, we were, you know, sad that it's over with, but, you know, for Sarah, we're also happy because she's moving on to do a lot of great things. And I think with this episode, you're really going to see a woman who really takes her time and plots what she wants to do and puts her energy and, and basically her passion, whatever she brings to the table. And I think that's something that's very neat because I know for me, just trying to be an aspiring voice actor, hearing her and how she was able to kind of leeway into other roles and bigger roles just off basically branding herself as a voice actor and selling, telling people, hey, I do this, it's, it's definitely inspiring because it lets you know that, hey, if you have experience with something, why not highlight it? Because if you highlight it, people are going to ask you about it and they might just put you on because of it. So I think with her episode, you're really going to get that feature of um, how does it feel to actually be your number one believer and, and put yourself out there so that more roles and opportunities come your way. Yeah, she dropped a pretty cool quote in the interview. Uh, she was saying the easiest way to be a CEO is to start your own company. And I mean, it's real simple logic, but at the same time, you know, if you're thinking that you're going to move up the ladder in this huge corporation, it's going to take you years and years of time before you actually become the CEO, if that's your dream. So, you know, the best way to do it is to start your own grind and uh, put yourself behind the wheel of your career, of your business. And that's what Sarah's doing. She's, uh, you know, she's got her hands into podcasting, writing, voice acting. I mean, it's really, it's really a, a, an inspiring interview, especially if you're, uh, you know, looking to do what she does. Exactly. So without further ado, let's get right to it. We're going to let you guys hear the great Sarah Poulton. All right. And today's guest is Sarah Poulton. She's a podcaster and writer. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys doing? What's up? We're fabulous. And uh, yeah, we just wanted to jump right into it and kind of introduce yourself to our audience and about all that you do. 
Sure. Uh, I am the creator of Answering Machine Podcast. I'm also a voice actress for Zulaplex Podcast. And let, let's just keep going. Uh, and I'm a what I call co-flusher on Soiled Restroom Cinema. And that's kind of my podcasting world. But I'm also a writer and sometimes an actress out in the walking real world. And not on the internet. Ooh, that's, a, that's a stack resume right there. <laughs> I'm a busy lady. <laughs> Okay, well, I, let's address like let's try to take it like one step by step. So you you mentioned you have your podcast, Answer Machine. Could you kind of let the audience know like what was the inspiration behind making that podcast? And it's also presented in a very unique format where it's basically all in voicemails. Could you tell us like what? How did you decide to even come across that idea? Sure. So I decided that I wanted to create a fiction audio podcast for a couple of reasons. One, I'm a writer. Uh, two, I'm an actress and I wanted to try voice acting. I'd done a little bit of it and I really liked it. So what's a better way than to just cast yourself? So that was what I wanted to do, but I didn't know what kind of format. Uh, I was a big fan of um, uh, Welcome to Night Vale, which is a very popular fictional podcast. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll do like a radio show. And I was like, that's done. And it's going to be done better than I can do it. And I was driving to work and I had my music on shuffle and – Biggie Smalls, Give Me One More Chance came on. And the beginning of that song is answering machine, like voicemails with like a drum beat behind it. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So that's how I got the inspiration. <laughs> now that's dope. I mean, yeah. yeah, everybody knows that song. So that's a pretty cool way to kind of get into your, <laughs> yeah. your podcast idea. Yeah. I, I definitely stole that idea straight from Biggie Small. <laughs> Rest in peace, man. You know what the funny thing is? I, I don't think I've seen my co-host get so excited by the answer. <laughs> like, that's the origin story right there. It's true. Damn. It's very true. <laughs> so that's awesome. And, uh, you know, could you tell this, uh, the audience a little bit about, you know, what the show's about and and what characters that you had on the show and then all the different voices that you did for the show as well? Sure. So the premise of the show is about a woman who's about 23 years old, graduating college, entering into the real world and navigating through toxic friendships, uh, toxic work environment, relationships. Uh, and it's a comedy, but then it does have sort of a dra dramatic you know, element to it. It's 100 percent based on my real life. A lot of the things that happen in the show happen to me in real life, just maybe not at the same time. Or in the exact same way, um, I play two characters on the show. One is the person who everyone's leaving voicemails on. That's Lila Rose. Use my regular voice. And then I also play Lila's mother, uh, which is sort of a N New Jersey, like, Jewish mother that's very like, how you doing? Did you brush your teeth today? Your teeth are looking a little fuzzy. What's going on? So that's the, the other voice I do. Um, and my mom would get mad if I wrote the character saying anything that she didn't say actually in real life. So she would call me up and be like, Sarah, why are you going to a bonfire? You're going to catch on fire. Please tell me you're not <laughs> going to get too close. Don't roast any marshmallows. All right. So, so she, <laughs> she gets so mad. Um, so that was, that's sort of the premise. It's got a fairly large cast because it's all of Lila's friends, her, her coworkers, her boss or her bosses, depending on what's going on in the season, and then kind of any love interest potentially that's going on. So, I, I mean, that's all great. And I think one of the questions that, you know, you probably get a lot is like, 
since you did base it on your life, have there been any like awkward moments where someone has like maybe called you and be like, I just heard your epi- this episode and why would you even say this out loud to people? <laughs> I've had I've had more of a thing where I tell a story and then someone in the group goes, oh, that was on your podcast. And I'm like, you listen to my podcast? And because I didn't know. <laughs> um, so that's happened. I mean, I think a lot of the people that maybe I write negative things about either haven't listened to it or just are not in my life and haven't been in my life for a very long time. I've definitely had friends specifically say about like really random situations like don't write that in a story. Um, I'm like, no, no, it's not about you. Calm down. Um, <laughs> and then I did have, uh, Lila has sort of a, a boyfriend in season one and he's really terrible. And he was kind of loosely based on someone I dated in real life. And I did tell him like, I I've been doing this show and I have a character I kind of based on you. And he was just like, just don't use my name. Like whatever you do, please don't use my real name, right? Whatever you want. And it's really funny because everybody hates this character. Um, yeah, he's pretty bad. I, I listened to like the first couple episodes. He's just like, he just kind of forgets everything and makes yep. excuses. So we've all yeah. been in that kind of situation. <laughs> Such yep. a great old day. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's my revenge what can i do <laughs> and then um i wanted to know you know basically you know this was one of your one of your your projects uh that you put together on your own and i know you're into podcasting uh so you know how did you kind of market your podcast and build your listener base you know it's funny because i don't care about marketing and i know that sounds really weird but i focus more on the the quality of the product and the first few episodes are definitely rocky and then it kind of finds a step. But I always thought if I have this podcast, that's really, really amazing. People are going to find it. So I would tweet out, Oh, whenever there's a new episode or I would, you know, post it online, but that was it. I didn't spam anybody. Cause I don't think that works. Um, I did for a time pay like 10, $15 for Facebook advertising. But I felt like those were people that weren't really engaged with the show. And that's not really what I wanted. So I focus more on the quality of the product than the marketing, uh, for two reasons. One is I just didn't want to put the effort into marketing. And then the other side of it is I, I didn't feel like I wanted to spam people. I thought that would be kind of a turnoff. Um, so that's, and and the other side of it is, honestly, if you really want to get an audience, it's just engaging with people and tapping into a community. Um, I use the hashtag Potter and Family, which is something um, my friend Reese Bridger, who runs Zulaplex, he's taught me a lot about that and how to run social media. But he's he's brilliant at all of that stuff. And he, uh, so he sort of gave me those tips. So, you know, engaging with people, sharing, being a building relationships in that way that that you're give, you're contributing to each other and, and networking in that way that you're building friendships and not just you you know hitting people up for favors I don't know I, I didn't like that um, aspect of it so I, I focus more on the product and the other side is like building relationships in, in the community so that's that's how I marketed and that is like just great because I feel like you know letting the quality speak for itself is very key, and I, I I love that you kind of let that be you know something that motivates you. And then you also do a lot of like you said connecting with your audience, and that was one of the ways that we connected is definitely through Twitter and just you know yep. talking about random things. So there is a there is a method to the madness, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah. So 
Now we get to talk to about one of your other hats. So in Anderson Machine, you're the creator, you're the producer, you're, you're, you're one of the stars. Yet you're also in another production, Zulaplex, as you mentioned. And there you, you're an actress. Could you kind of describe the difference between, you know, being the head of the show and then going to, you know, Zulaplex and just then being, you know, an actress? And which one of the roles do you prefer? Yeah, with, with Answering Machine, I'm the captain of that ship. So it's very high stress. I'm working with a large group of actors. You know, I was always trying to get people to have their monologues done on time, edit everything on time, write the script, you know, and it was very, very high pressure. With Zulaplex, I get the script, I get a deadline, do your lines, send them back. And I like that a lot. I'm a big fan of that. It is not as stressful. Um, and, and Reese Bridger, who runs Zulaplex, he was on Answering Machine podcast as one of my actors. Um, and then he needed an actress for the show. And I was jumped at the chance and basically was like, hey, I can do that for you. OK, thanks. Uh, and then he let me take over the part um, from somebody else who couldn't take it any, you know, just couldn't do the show anymore. So I, I took the part of Leanne and I love that character. She's a con artist. Uh, so she's got parts that are very snarky and sarcastic, but there's also some touching scenes. Um, I definitely prefer someone else just handing me brilliantly written material that I could just perform and send back. That's kind of the dream situation. <laughs> um, because it's so good. Uh, I'm excited to do it. Uh, but they're different roles. I definitely prefer doing the less work, which sounds terrible, but it's only because, um, I'm constantly working and any, any free time is filled up with new projects. So the, the more, uh, I can do something efficiently, the more time it gives me to do something else. Yeah, that makes sense, and I'm um, uh, super glad that you're, you know, able to do so many projects. And um, I wanted to know about, you know, more about your your voice acting. Like, how did you uh, notice that you had a talent for that? And then, how do you kind of put yourself into, um, I guess, how do you put yourself out there to get involved in the industry? Sure. So I have a degree in theater uh, from VCU, and they have a really great theater program. So I've been acting, I mean, I've been acting since I was maybe 12, taking theater classes. And then when I was 21, I auditioned for an indie film called Elysium. It is not the one with Matt Damon. It is one that no one has seen. And um, I got the part of like the best friend and I'm in it for a very short time. Um, but I'm actually still friends with the director and we may be working together on something that's top secret uh, soon. But there was a scene where I had to do a phone call and they recorded me using the mic. And it was one of my favorite scenes because I thought I was really good doing just the voice acting. Um, and I, it's hard because I'm so self-conscious about the way I move, the way I look. I've never been very good with movement as an actor. Like all of my characters slouch. Cause like I just slouch as a person. Um, <laughs> so I was like, Oh, I want to do more of that. And then how do I get, you can get a part by just giving yourself one. Um, like, like the easiest way to become CEO is just start your own company. Right. So I gave myself an acting gig with answering machine. And what's crazy is it opened up so many doors for me. You know, it reconnected me with the director that I talked about, you know, from the indie film, we worked on the 48 hour film festival in, um, Washington, DC. It's a, it's the film festivals all over the world. It's amazing. They give you a task. You have 48 hours to make a film. So another group saw me in his film. They cast me next year in their 48 hour film. And then we won that, that year at DC. So it's just crazy how one thing leads to the other. And that's all I ever hope. Whenever I get a project, 
I just want it to lead me to the next gig. <laughs> it's kind of where this all goes. And that's what answering machine did. And then the funny thing is once you just call yourself a voice actress and you give yourself a couple of parts, all of a sudden people call you that and that's what you are and you get gigs or, and you start auditioning and it's like, Oh, now I'm this thing. Cause I started calling myself and I did it once, you know, you, you, you have a reputation all of a sudden. It's very cool. Uh, I definitely recommend casting yourself in a project if you can. <laughs> mean <laughs> I, I i gotta give two for that one because i felt like you earned one earlier as well that we didn't get to but that's amazing and i, I think that is very very humble like you just basically said hey i want to do it i cast myself in my own project and then from then the doors just opened up and that's amazing like that you've been yeah. able to kind of leeway and become a nomad when it comes to your roles and next career moves so that's dope um i have to ask so we, we've talked about, you know, Answer Machine. We've also talked about how you've also are an acclaimed voice actress. We'll, we'll say acclaimed because I believe in you. <laughs> sure. So let's also okay. go into your next hat. You also are a writer. You've written a feature length screenplay. Could you kind of tell us, you know, yes. what motivated you during that process? Because I'm sure it, it, it was a long process. And then could you also tell us what you've learned about yourself or writing in general just during that whole time? Sure. So I, I did write Answering Machine and I wrote it as a script. So, and I, I've taken script writing classes. I have a minor in creative writing. So that gave me a, a writer's background. I write every single day, no matter what, even if it's in a journal. Um, that's definitely one of my biggest passions. Um, so I have one of my best friends uh, in the whole world. His name is Chris Cortner. Uh, we grew up together. We've known each other since we were nine. Uh, he wrote on Facebook, anybody have any ideas for a horror film? So I was like, I do. Uh, and I, I, we, we set up a call and he lives in LA and um, I pitched him some ideas and he, ha he hated all of them. But then together we came up with another idea and we, uh, I said, you know, hey, Chris, um, I said, you know, he wanted to write a script and submit it for funding and, and do a horror film. Um, and, and enter some contests with it. And I said, Oh, Chris, you know, if you want help writing the script, like I'll help you out. And he goes, Oh no, you're writing the script. And I was like, what? <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. Plot to see this. Well, you're, you're a better writer than me. And I was like, Oh, well, I can't argue with that. Uh, <laughs> but he came up with more of the story. I should say he came up with way more of the story than I did. So, um, I ended up writing out the script and we, he basically, we would call each other, walk through each scene and go, okay, these characters are going to have a fight. It's going to be something about this. And then I would sit down. I'd write it. He'd give me some notes. And that's kind of how we proceeded. So I wrote this screenplay uh, in three months on top of having a full-time job and on top of working on two other podcasts. So uh, what motivated me, I think I, my, I set the goal to write three pages a day. Um, but I definitely ended up writing way more than that. And it's... It, it's been exciting to write. I've been super into it. It's fun. It's fueling me. Uh, I will say writing horror is really, really intense and really scary. Uh, I definitely had some night terrors. Um, and then also I have this weird thing where everything I write, like something will come true from it, which mm -hmm. is why I got into writing comedy. <laughs> Cause I was like, uh, Oh, I'd rather have things be funny. Um, but in the script, I have a character who calls 911. And we filmed a little promo of that scene uh, that's not out yet, but it will be released. Um, and then the next day, I got trapped in the metro on DC. Um, and I had to call 911 to get myself out. And it, it freaked me out. <laughs> it's 
like, this is weird. I can't believe that. Like, uh, you probably, you probably shouldn't be writing for horror anyway anymore. Right. Uh, I know. That's why I got out of it. Yeah. I'm like, it's too priceless. (laughs) Cause I just saw, you know, I just saw get out. So, you know, I'm a little scared now. How do you think I feel? It, that, that's, that's, well, you know, this is a side sidebar, sidebar, I used to say, but it's crazy because I would never guess, like, you know, as someone who writes horror, that you can get, like, freaked out and scared by, like, your own stuff, you know? Like, that's so crazy. Because, yeah, because really? it's just, like, just stop writing. <laughs> like, you can control the end. So, it's, that's interesting. Right. No, it's it scared me. It scared me. I definitely like it, when I write horror, I I start having night terrors and like sometimes I sleepwalk. So I will put tape on my front door to make sure I don't like leave my house. Or if I do, I'll know. Which I haven't with the tape, but I've definitely woken up and seen like my door unlocked, you know. And I've checked it before I went to bed. I'm like, am I opening my door in my sleep? What am I doing? Or I woke up and I was like standing in the bathroom once. That would really freaked me out. Scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we read the script through me and my my writing partner Chris, and he uh, we were freaked out reading it. We were both kept going, "Oh God, we <laughs> would stop reading it." So that's good, but it, it's I don't know. I get really into into the writing process, and I really feel everything that the characters feel. Like if one of my characters is crying, I'm crying while I'm writing it. So. That is deep, man. I, yeah, I, I never really knew how much of how much that can really impact someone. So that's that's yeah. pretty cool to give that insight. Um, you mentioned, um, you know, after you know you write your script and you you put it up for funding, could you kind of explain that process to? I know I'm not really familiar with it either, but to myself and the listeners who are curious about screenwriting and how that process works. Sure. There's all kinds of contests um, out there, especially in the horror genre. So we we're, we have a pitch package of materials uh, that Chris put together. That's where his expertise is. Um, so that's why we make great partners um, is he knows he lives in L.A. He understands um, what needs to go into a pitch package. I understand how to write dialogue. So together we kind of make a great team. Um, yeah, he put together a package of materials. We shot a couple of promotional videos to sort of give people a little taste about what the film is and uh, get some interest. And then we're entering contests. But there's lots of ways to get funding. You know, if we attract some attention to it, you know, that's one way to get a couple of people to invest. Um, we are looking for, you know, serious money to make it happen. It, it's it's definitely done so it can be we wrote it to be a lower budget horror film, but a low budget film is still hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, so I have no idea if this is going to get made. I, I don't want to say one way or the other. I have no clue or insight. Uh, but I'm excited about it. I really hope it does get made um, because it is so uh, freaky. And I may have written myself a cameo. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Why not? You already cast yourself in other things, so might as well. <laughs> that's how I get all my acting gigs. Uh. <laughs> well, that's incredible. And I... I, I I I just enjoy hearing about all the stuff that you get into. Like honestly, that's it's it's so interesting that you're like a, a jack of all trades. But I guess one particular thing we have to talk about now is you know you currently are involved in a another podcasting project. Um, I don't sure. want to steal the thunder for you because I think the concept <laughs> is so so <laughs> so entertaining. So I'm just gonna go. This is the time for you to like let the let our audience know like what what can they currently see you working on nowadays. 
Sure. Uh, so I am on Soiled Restroom Cinema. And what's unique about this is you're not getting me as an actor. You're getting me as a person. Uh, and I'm called a co-flusher. So what we do is review bad films. This week we did Yoga Hosers, which is on Netflix. It's a Kevin Smith film and it is garbage. So uh, <laughs> we just talk about the film. We break down what happens in it. We talk about holes in the plot. Sometimes we'll write a better film. We play a game called we call Thunder Dump, which, God, that sounds awful. Um, we come up with another title for the movie. Um, and then uh, whoever loses the game has to read the statistics. Uh, and I lose this week's episode. So um, you get to hear me do a fun voice uh, and read the statistics for it. So it's a really great uh, show. I reckon you guys check it out. It's It's just a super easy, fun thing to do. Honestly, I just do it because I enjoy it. I love um, my co-hosts are so funny and so smart. Um, and I get to be really snarky and sarcastic, which is kind of my favorite thing in the world. So I literally just do it because I enjoy it. Um, it, it doesn't, I don't know if I expect anything to come out of it. Uh, I just have fun. And, and isn't that the whole point of doing anything is to have a great time. So there you go. So you enjoy watching bad movies? I should. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy my, um, co-hosts. I enjoy talking about the movies, but there are some that are real torture. <laughs> um, yeah. I, there's some that are really hard to get through, uh, for sure. We think we watched uh, I know who killed me with Lindsay Lohan. Oh my God. It was awful. Yeah, no, um, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Did you but... happen to watch Dreamcatcher? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. It was rough, but I really enjoy recording with my uh, my co-flushers, as we're called. Um, so I definitely recommend people check it out. It's on iTunes and Google Play. And it's uh, it's just a super fun, uh, witty show. So it's it's uh, not heavy. It doesn't take a ton of thought. I just watch it, be sarcastic, uh, and that's it. It's it's uh, not a, a super time-consuming in terms of um, work to do, as opposed to my other projects. No, I got you. I was trying to I was trying to slide in a bad movie. Um, did you ever watch the movie Dreamcatchers? No, um, I haven't. That should be uh that should definitely be on your list of of bad movies to watch because it, it was horrible. If I have, then I maybe I like blacked out. That's a very acceptable, <laughs> you know, it. reason to not remember. I wish I had blacked out during that movie. So <laughs> you know, it's funny because like that whole concept is like my co-host will love that because he enjoys watching a bad movie so he's like you know r- right up the alley yeah every I week enjoy... I go I think it's gonna be good and it never is <laughs> see I enjoy watching bad movies because I'm just like where does it go from here you know like I don't know it's just it's so bad that it's just curious to me closure from a bad movie oh. Ch- check out Yoga Hosers, because it is it is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I might have to do that. I'll uh, I'll let you know my scathing review. <laughs> <laughs> and that's awesome. So, um, yeah, it looks like you know you you got a bunch of projects going on, and um, and it seems like you have your hands full in a bunch of of different um things. So, um, I just wanted to know, you know, what what can we expect from you, like the the rest of the year? Are you are you diving into anything else different, or um, are you kind of have your hands full right now? No, I'm wrapping up um, the horror film I'm writing. It's called Stay the Night, and we we registered the name, um, so you can't steal it. Um, <laughs> so I'm wrapping up Stay the Night. 
Uh, I usually do the 48 hour film festival for DC. Um, I've done it every year. You can actually, if you go to sarahpolton.com, you can see, um, the last two that I've done, uh, one last year's one second place the year before that we won first place. So they're, they're really great short films. Um, not because I'm in them, but I don't know why they let me hang out with them. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, the rest of the year I have offers to work on some other projects. I don't know if I'm going to take them. I don't, I am deeply, deeply tempted to do another audio drama. I am so, so tempted to do it. Uh, and I don't know if I will torture myself because it is an insane amount of work to do all of that. The recording, the audio editing, the coordinating between people, uh, the building a website. I, I don't know if I want to do all the work, but I have an idea for one. It's going to depend on how much I feel like torturing myself um, <laughs> on that. <laughs> so I don't know. I have some other writing projects um, I, I might take up. It's it's all, it's all going to depend. I'm definitely a very yes person. If somebody has a gig or a project, I'm like, let's do it. Yes. Uh, so, which is for good and bad. Um, but it's led me here. So maybe it's a good thing. I definitely think it's a great thing. And I, you know, once again, you have so many hats. I got to go to the, to the next hat. You also can occasionally be found broadcasting games on Twitch. So yes. what, what led you to that platform? And then like, what do you gain from broadca- broadcasting your games? Um, so I started doing this about a year ago and I had had friends of mine be like, oh, I I play video games and I've had friends be like, oh, you should have a YouTube show where you play video games. I was like, yeah, but I don't feel like setting that up. So one day I was talking to my friend about it and I was like, oh, you know what? Let's just do it. And I went out and I bought a PlayStation camera and I bought the game until dawn and I hooked it up and I just started chit chatting and playing the game. Um, And uh, that's and it was I should preface this with answering machine had like some downtime. So that's what I was doing in the downtime. And um, at the time it's gotten a lot better. Um, I do have chronic pain. God help me. I've been in a couple of car accidents, Um, but I'm, I'm doing okay now. Uh, But you know, I couldn't do a lot other than hang out and play video games. So it was kind of a way for me to socialize. Uh, And I kind of gained a following fairly quickly, uh, I think it, I, it's a combination of both like being a woman playing video games and also being a sarcastic asshole. These are kind of good, uh, traits to have if you want to be on Twitch. <laughs> um, and I, I was doing it really regularly for a long time, but at some point I got kind of burnt out, uh, when answering machine kicked back in high gear and I realized, uh, you know, Twitch is something that I probably won't partner in um, just because it, it takes a big commitment to to become a partner with them. And then, you know, even if I did long term, it's not the best creative outlet because even though I'm being funny and socializing and enjoying, um, you know, chatting with people, it definitely helped me build an audience, especially on Twitter. I think most of the people that follow me on Twitter are from Twitch. Um, it helped me build an audience, but I realized ultimately creatively, I have a lot more to offer as a writer and or as an actress. Uh, so I wanted to pull back from Twitch. I get on there now and then, um, I did find a new scary video game coming out, so I might be getting back on there. Um, so I, I enjoy doing it, but at the end of the day, I realized I need to focus my energy and my efforts on building something bigger. Um, 
But Twitch is a great way to build an audience. It's a great way to have fun and play video games. It's also, if you're bad at video games, like people will help me play them <laughs> and get through them because I'm like lost and they're like, go right. And you're like, I've been in this game for an hour. Um, so I, I mean, it's super fun, but I think a lot of people Twitch is their life and that yeah. is what they do. And that is so awesome, but that's just not for me. Okay. Respect that. Well, yeah. That's amazing. I, I mean, honestly, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head on all the subjects. We couldn't really ask any more. I just once again want to thank you for coming on to the show and definitely inspiring us because I'm, I'm trying to catch up to you in all the hats. I really am. Like, you, you, you're just, there's too many to count right now. So I'm, I'm really trying to can get I, Can I give you a secret on how to do it? Yes. <laughs> get some sleep, go to bed, get eight hours of sleep a night, cook your meals, do your best to eat healthy. I don't eat healthy all the time, um, but make your health and your sleep a priority and get rid of toxic people from your life. Because if you're focusing all your energy on drama and nonsense, you cannot be your best self creatively and don't, you know, go crazy binge drinking and doing drugs because that's also you think, oh, I'm this tortured artist. No, it just drains your capabilities. You have to be healthy and strong and not focusing your energy on nonsense if you want to be successful that's all i got and that's all you needed right there i think there's some property damage we have to address <laughs> to somewhere on the show but yes you've been a delight <laughs> i mean honestly it's been great but now we've come to the most famous part of the educators experience for our guests the famous educator hustle two piece easy easy just you know the last two questions first one's always easy sure how can the people in the audience connect with you? Sure. Uh, you can connect with me on uh, any social media platform at Sarah Poulton, S-A-R-A-P-O-L-T-O-N. I'm big on Twitter. Tweet at me. Uh, you can see pictures of food that I made or ate uh, at Instagram.com <laughs> if you want to. I don't care. Um, and you can go to SarahPoulton.com uh, if you just want to check out some of the videos I've done for 48-Hour Film Festival or uh, see what I look like because you hear my voice. We want to put a picture with the name. So there you go. There you go. And yes, yes. Seeing what you like, we'll, we'll give a hint. And one photo I seen, she has red hair. So let the, accurate. Let let. Oh, so there you go. Boom. Nice. <laughs> um. Of course, this is the the last part. The last question. No, no pressure. Just you know, the last words that our audience is gonna hear from you today. And after you gave us a secret, it's gonna be hard to top that. But you have to. You're being put on the spot. So what are your final parting words that you would leave with our audience today? to prioritize your aspirations and decide what do you want to do. And then the other side is if you don't know to say that's okay and think that maybe what you're going to do hasn't been invented yet, but be open, try new things, take all the opportunities that you get. And then also just be a healthy, happy person. That's so easy to say. Um, but take care of yourself. Be your best ally because if you're your worst enemy, you're not going to survive. If you're taking care of yourself, you're making yourself a priority. You're asserting your needs. You're not letting people take advantage of you. It's going to give you a leg up because there's a lot of people that really get involved in, in toxic drama and really hurt themselves. And it, it's, it hurts their artistic ability. I, you know, I have a degree in theater. I went to college with a lot of people who had a ton of potential and they completely wasted it. Um, you know, 
being being not unkind to themselves. So I just threw like eight things out there. <laughs> That's, fine. That's fine. So that we got to give her not one, not two. We'll stop at three because if we want any more, people will get mad at us. All right, here. We'll, oh, boy. We'll give <laughs> you that right. and then we'll, oh, no. we'll add in them. <laughs> we have fun as you get us as well. But, man, Sarah, you've been a delight. You've been a pleasure. I, I really feel like the people have connected with you. I know me and Paul have. Like, it's, it's just... Just refreshing to have you come on to the show, and we'll be sure to check out not only Answer Machine, but also Soiled Restroom Cinema. Cinema. Soiled Restroom Cinema. Yes. I knew it was going to happen. Awesome. Soiled Restroom Cinema. And then, of course, also check out, she's a part of Zulaplex. Definitely worth checking out. Like, And then it, for everything else, go to her website, sarahpolton.com, and she has just, you know, a litany of stuff you can pick and see her in. <laughs> And there you have it, folks. That was Sarah Poulton giving us her insight into the podcasting and writing world. Emilio, what do you think, man? I think that it was amazing. I, I really feel like she brought a lot of life and energy to the show. And it was kind of cool because, like I said, you know, she has all of these hats that she wears. And you, I just look at her resume and it's like, geez, like, how do you find the time? And then I think it's so dope that she's like a nomad when it comes to her next opportunity. She just kind of, whatever whatever I lasted, wherever that leads me is what I'm going to be working on next. And she's been able to do it so far. So, I mean, props off, hats off to her, props to her, you know, all, all the praise in the world because that's dope. I agree, man. And I like really one of her quotes where she was like, um, the easiest way to become a CEO is just to start your own company. So, I mean, that's that's really simple, but... They're definitely really impactful. Like, if anybody wants to, you know, not climb the food chain, but, you know, start the food chain and watch something build, I think that's what she did with their first podcast, Machine. And that, Matt, uh, even though, you know, the project is done with, opened up so many other doors to other projects. So, you know, that's, that's what, that's all you can do, man. It's just if you have a vision and you're afraid to start it, start it, see where it can go. Like, if it doesn't end in, you know, you having a successful venture, it, it'll definitely end in uh, another venture that can, you know, work in your favor. Exactly. And there was a lot of hustle in her in her voice and her in her words. And listeners definitely don't sleep on it. Go back and listen to it. She definitely laid some blueprints out for you in case you weren't listening. But nonetheless, let's get to the part of the educate us experience that you're all waiting for, that you all love and enjoy. How you Yes, you can reach us. Educate Hustle reach a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word, Educate Hustle. There we post snaps, videos, photos, little behind-the-scenes things to get you inspired and motivated throughout the week. We are also on Instagram at Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educate Hustle Podcast. There we give you information about the show that dropped this week, some inspirational quotes to get you through the week. And, of course, they're all done by Paul, so you can thank him personally. For helping you <laughs> you can also catch us on facebook by liking our page at educate hustle that's two words once again educate hustle you know you reached the right page because you'll see that logo that you guys all know and of course love now let me take a break from that plugging to get into some more plugging if you have not already please 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 rate and review us on itunes it's such an easy process all you gotta do is go to itunes whether on your computer or your phone 
go to and search in the search bar, Educate Hustle, two words. You'll see our logo. Of course, you all love it. Click it, and then in the middle of the screen, it'll say review. Hit that review button, and you get to write out just a little short review. You could say something as it's lit or something even long and deep as it's still lit. Of course, give us five stars. I mean, you don't have to, but we would recommend it anyways because I think that's what we deserve. And then once you do that, hit the submit button, and you are all good to go so please 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 rate the show when you rate the show it leads us to more awareness which then leads us to more hits and viewers which then leads us to better guests which then leads to better shows it's such a great 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 process now let me get out of that plugging to go back into my initial plugging we are also on twitter at educator underscore hustle once again that is educator underscore hustle all we do there is daily interactions, tweets. It's probably one of the best ways to actually get to us because it goes right to me and Paul's phone. And last but never least, if you feel like we touched you, that we gave you something to believe in, or if you want to collab or be on the show, please do not hesitate to reach out by emailing us at educatehustlepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is educatehustlepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And as always, man, lead us out, bro. People, 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 you got to take sarah's advice and just go out there and do do something don't don't wait don't 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 try to find the experience like go out of there and do it yourself and i think that was so dope that she wanted to do more voice actor work so she created her own show where she's the star and like it's 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 it seems overwhelming at first but at the same time it just makes sense like if you are in a position to be creative the best way to showcase it is by using your own creativity and you know she got to be your own boss she got to be your own director her own producer and she was able to you know leeway off of all of that into what she's doing now where she's doing roles and films and other voice acting work so it's incredible to see how the power of taking a chance on yourself and believing in yourself so as we always do but especially to for this episode we strive and urge you guys to go out there and take a chance on yourself because you know what we believe in you now it's time for you to believe in yourself Yes, sir. And as always, you got to stay educated and keep us. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.